This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Erin McGowan, certified personal trainer, and downloaded Duolingo today. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and cricket rule not understander. God, this is the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. This will be an information, information one today. I, God, you know, from your mouth to God's ears. We're getting up. some info. We're getting some info. Today. We're going to get some info. We have, uh, I just, I thought maybe you were going to hound me for how judgmental I've become of your intro. No, it's all right. It's Every okay. time it's, it's fun. A, oh, God. Oh, Ugh. God. Another dumb thing I have to think about too hard. Um, I mean, do you know the rules to cricket? Absolutely not. But I don't think I really have ever thought about it. Well, too look much. into it. Yeah, well, you'll be confused. Well, everybody, today we are going to be, like Stanger said, Stanger, after the last episode that comes out. Uh, Stanger. Do you know that's his? Anyways, we won't get into it. I do. I do. You do? Okay, <laughs> crap. Okay, well, I'm alone. We have someone here today that I have worked out with and now work train and. Is heading on an incredible journey. We get to hear all about it today. Writer, actor, director, Marissa Strickland. Cuckoo. (laughs) Cuckoo. It's exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) That's the sound uh, Jason and I use if we lose each other in the supermarket. Um, And now it's leaked into everywhere. So here we are. (laughs) It's also... (laughs) what people think when they hear it of you guys, right? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it oh, kind of works. Crazies. Yeah. It's like a, no, was that an onomatopoeia right. or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, Marissa it's such a good go, burn. I can't be mad, you know? We go it's, way back, dude. We've probably known each other for 12 years, maybe? I something think so, like at least. Yeah, in that world, yeah. In that world. Marissa, uh, an Ivanhoe school alumni, Right? I'm not. No, no, no. I was right. But uh, I wish my my best friend growing up was. Did you go? Did you grow up in Silver Lake? Is that what I'm getting mixed up on? Okay. I did grow up in Silver Lake, but I went to the Oaks School, which is in Hollywood. It's that big uh, white church with the AIDS ribbon on Highland and Franklin. Okay. (gasps) They shot some of uh, Sister Act in that church. While I went there and I got to see it. They were filming when you were there, one or two? Holy God in heaven. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and they repainted. They repainted, like, the hallways to make them look more, like, old. Like, they were, like, bright white, and then they, like, made them look all, like, you know, aged and, yeah, distressed. And um, we would, like, try to sneak around and, like, see people, but I never saw anybody, you know, from that. But then later on, like, Glenn Close was there, like, doing something, and I got to see Glenn Close. And I also got to see Ed O'Neill one time and lied to him, telling him that I was writing a paper on Married with Children, which I just wanted to talk to him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Was he nice? He was very nice. He was, like, honestly 
way nicer than you would have to be to like two 11 year olds claiming they were writing a paper. (laughs) Oh my gosh, 11. Cute. Okay. That's an amazing start to this episode. This is huge. My sister and I, we love, we loved Whoopi so much, still love Whoopi, but we loved Whoopi so much. I mean, we're, you know, cause that was like the peak of her doing like movies, you know, where you were able to see her a lot and get access to her a lot. And so we like, we loved ghost and sister act and jumping Jack flash and all those. I love Jumpin' Jack Flash too. Yeah. yeah. I love thinking about kids loving the movie Ghost. <laughs> no, I got so steered clear. I was just like, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's pretty horny for kids, I guess. It is horny. <laughs> it's very yeah. horny for yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that but, horny for me now, but but Whoopi Goldberg does take the horny out of that movie. Like, and well, it's like no, it's like not me. exactly, not exactly, <laughs> not exactly. But like, I used to say I can suck the sexy out of the room. That was like my my main huh. phrase. Um, huh. Hey, I can give me a challenge and I will do it. I am amazing at it. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. When I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's me. Uh, Otome. Um, she, yep. The the deal though that is questions that theory about her be, not being sexy in the movie at a certain point <laughs> Sam Wheat played by Patrick Swayze jumps into her body and they have like he and Demi Moore have like a moment together and it's like they cut back and forth to where it's like <laughs> whoopee and then sometimes you see it as Sam and so it's and they're being it's intimate true, but it's not that it's not when it's Uh-oh. Whoopi Goldberg. It's not. Okay. She's got. Yeah, she's doing her thing. You know, it's fine. I, you, I believe her that she's Sam in the in that moment. <laughs> she deserved the Oscar that she got, and she certainly was awarded one. Um. So, Marissa, we're burying the lead a little bit here. So, yes. what we want to hear all about you and your fitness not background. Whoopi? You don't yeah. want more Whoopi. I, I did email you to have a lot of Whoopi information ready to go. Uh, and, and specifically something that you have coming up, um, which you can just kind of tease right now and then we'll, we'll build to that ultimately, but tell us what you have coming up, what's on the horizon for you. And then we'll go way back and, and then kind of build up to this moment. Okay. So, I mean, to me, a tease is like, it has something to do with walking. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You can say what it is specifically. (laughs) It has something to do with me walking. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. People are on the edge of their seats. Yes. Okay. And last clue, meaning answer, um, is uh, I am going to be walking the Camino of Santiago de Compostela in Spain. Fucking A. Hell yeah. So some quick specs on that. Like how, what's the distance really quick and then um and then and then we'll go way back just so that people can marvel at this accomplishment that you have or well i mean it's, it's in the future yeah <laughs> <laughs> that you have up and coming and will uh, yes. you will 100% nail so hard. this future accomplishment mm-hmm. yes um so uh it is a medieval pilgrimage and it so it ends at San, Santiago de Compostela in kind of what is that northwest Spain, and there are many different starting points. So there's not just one mm-hmm. walk that people do. Um, so 
I'm choosing to do like one of the older, more popular walks, which is about 500 miles. Oh my God. That's <laughs> this awesome. This is the song. I would walk 500 miles. I hope that gets stuck in your head day one. <laughs> and you're just like, God damn. <laughs> I bet it will pop in at some point and I'll think of you and it'll be sweet now. <laughs> oh, okay. I, That's nice. <laughs> I mean, I think technically it's a thousand miles is what they're doing in that song, but it's okay. There and back. Uh, he <laughs> well, just says 500 more. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then 500 more. God. Just to yeah, be the just... man who walks a thousand miles. But look, it doesn't matter. Look, we're all proclaimers um, in our own way. Number one fans. Yeah. Um, um Okay. Wow. So we're building to that. And so we'll, we'll hear about that and what it entails and kind of the planning that's that in the training that it'll take going into that. But let's go back to Silver Lake and, uh, and tell us about <laughs> growing up and what you used to do for physical activity. And if it was a part of, um, your childhood or your household or, or any <laughs> of that shaking stuff. your head right away. <laughs> Audience can't so, hear, but they need to know. So that's already. cool too. So then, what did you even think about exercise growing up? I mean, what was how did it how did it well, factor I'll, in? I guess even if like it's abstract. as a yeah, as a teeny teeny kid, I was definitely in gymnastics, and I took like three years of ballet. Um, mm -hmm. So there was that, but then around third grade, that just like stopped, and my family was just like, "Oh, you're you're done." I don't you know. Did it? Um, <laughs> I did it. I mean, I think also at the time that's when I started doing like children's theater. So my guess uh -oh. is maybe that took the place of extracurricular kind of thing. Um, but I never thought about it. But maybe that was part of the thing. I was just like, "Oh, they just thought kids do exercise, and then once you're a middle kid, you don't." Um, <laughs> You become an actor. Yeah, that's it. That's the plan. Um, you also stop being as annoying around that age too. So it's like, we don't need to have them do so they can just like be, you know, do something quietly in their room, you know? Yeah. Like we play with paper dolls from the fifties. Cause that's what I was up to. <laughs> God, wow. That makes so much sense. It's perfect. <laughs> I was an only child and my parents <laughs> gave me old things. <laughs> that stuff is good. That stuff is good. Yeah. They're yeah. cool. I still have them. <laughs> so what the paper wasn't from the fifties or what, or was it? Oh, the paper. They were. Yeah. Shit. There were these, uh, truly amazing. I mean, I would say check them out on Google if you can, but like McCall's was like a pattern, you know, like sewing pattern company. Mm -hmm. And they would have paper dolls that they gave out, like that you could rip out from magazines um, in the McCall's, I think, catalog or something. Um, and so I just had all these paper dolls that were McCall's. They're really cute. You know, they also get you to like entice you to make the clothes because the clothes are the clothes you could buy patterns to and then sew yourself. So it was, it was an advertising ploy. Um, mm -hmm. what was your favorite one? <laughs> oh, I mean, they're all kind of the same. It's like Betsy McCall, but she's like going to the zoo or she's going to Japan, gotcha. you know? Cool. Ooh, the other? Fancy. <laughs> God, I love that. I yeah, feel like my mom had these. I feel like I have seen what you're talking about. Undoubtedly. Like, yeah. I feel like it was very popular across America. Like, cause th I think they were inexpensive too, because you would get them in the catalog. So a lot of people got to play with them because- the people already had the catalog or the patterns, you know? I mean, smart. I'm in. Uh, I'm going my, to the zoo, baby. <laughs> my mom had uh, two sisters, has two sisters. And, uh, you know, she grew up in the 50s and 60s. And uh, at my grandparents had their 
toys, like their original Barbie toys. And they were fucking odd. Like even like my, my sister and I would go and stay with my grandparents. And like, it was, it was so fucking crazy. It was like hanging out with time travelers, you know, like, cause they would like, they, and it's like weird stuff that like, yeah. <laughs> it's weird stuff that makes sense now. Like, but they would eat salads for lunch. And I thought that was crazy. I was like, you guys eat fucking salads for lunch or eat rabbits. And like, they were like, you want some walnuts on your salad? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know what was going on. Just, weird it seemed like weird old people stuff it's all stuff i do now but anyway they had the only thing they really had in there was these like girls toys but the barbies were so good that even as like a seven or eight year old boy i was like i'll fucking play with this shit like it was like the suitcases were like fabric and would open up and like you could like pack shit in there i mean it was amazing and like actual like you know like um crystal necklaces and stuff and i mean crazy <laughs> on shit. the barbies yeah like their jewelry i mean it was like not the not the cheap shit now it was like wow. <laughs> impressive i love it bring wow. it back yeah <laughs> man okay so we've got you playing with paper dolls and bye-bye exercise yeah but um <laughs> so yeah i didn't do any time, like I truly didn't do exercise, hated PE, was like very anti-PE. Um, and then in high school, I got a doctor's note that said I didn't have to do PE. So I only did one year of PE and then got out of the other. I think my school, you only had to do two years of PE mm -hmm. um, for high school. And I just didn't do it. But it, it's because no one ever taught me how to be in my body, um, which I know is maybe right. not something people teach, but... Uh, like it wasn't until I was like 19, I started doing yoga that I like understood my body, you know, like that I was like a physical being. I wasn't just a person in my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like shout out to every PE teacher um, for middle school, high school, because those people have one plan and it is for everyone. And if you don't fit that plan, you can sit on the bleachers and talk to your friends because it is a I hope it's different now, but that was like, you hang, you hang on for dear life. No one's teaching you an alternate way. <laughs> or if you're bad at sports, I guess you're just gonna be last picked. Like it, like there's no, there's no work working with a kid, at least at the public school I went to. Yeah. I, I feel, yeah, there, there weren't like alternatives. And then it felt like if you couldn't do it, then I was like, well, what's the point? I'm just going to walk the mile. I'm not even going to try because like, I know I won't hit the like whatever six minute or whatever they were trying to get us to do. I was like, sure. okay, I'll just walk the whole class. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had nice teachers. Some of them, some of them were nice people, you know, that's yeah. a really interesting point though, because it's, I think that, and it's certainly not where it should be, but they've gotten a little bit better about, um, you know, different learning styles and, you know, even just trying to like, Oh, maybe you're an auditory learner or maybe you're this kind of learner, but they definitely yeah. haven't done it with physical activity. And, you know, there could have been a way to reach somebody like you, um, you know, and, and get you into it in a way that's not the, you know, the, 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 uh, whatever, like the presidential fitness standards are where yeah. sit and reach, sit up, smile, chin ups or whatever it is God. where you're immediately yeah. just going to like duck out. And that's, right. you know, and that's, that's a, like a real disservice to, you know, people and like public health and 
all that stuff. And it's not, like you said, the teachers could be good people and they're not obviously being taught that stuff. So it would be cool if they figured out, you know, more inventive ways to kind of access, you know, kids that weren't as, you know, or like pair people off the right way or, you know, groups and that kind of thing. Cause there's definitely the people that want to do the competitive stuff, but there's other people that don't or aren't interested in that. And it's too bad that that is completely closed off to you then. Totally. It didn't feel like there was ever like an entry point. I felt similar with like algebra. It took me a long time to like understand algebra. And then I finally had a teacher that was like, oh, this is like I failed at a bunch in uh, high school. But like uh, I finally had a teacher that was like, it's this way. And then I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. So I think your body's probably similar too, where it's like if someone just showed you the way to use your own body, I don't know. I'm sure everybody's starting in different places, but it it would be nice if there were different alternative paths to find that. Yeah, I, I agree because it's like you have these kids that like come in from playing, you know, youth soccer or something. So they're used to kind of running around and then, you know, doing extreme stuff or pushing themselves. And they have some kids that have literally done nothing. It's like, I have a fun, what? I don't know what <laughs> yeah. the fuck this is, you know? So, you know, expecting everybody to kind of like all do the same things, it seems ridiculous and a little archaic. And outdated. Outdated. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, now you are going to be walking almost 500 miles. So it's like that walking that mile is like, here we are, you know, uh, I had to walk 500 miles in PE <laughs> to be able to walk 500 miles in Spain. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What a proclamation. Um, <laughs> what, um, what about nutrition? Were you guys watching what you were eating? Was that a consideration or? So both my parents, like, uh, you know, they met in San Francisco in 1968. So like they were very like hippie style people, but not like to my dismay, not the fun style hippie. They they were like, we eat, uh, you know, tofu sometimes, which is great. I love tofu and I eat it often, but, um, like it felt like my mom liked health food early on, but her version of health food was like having carrots around. Like it was not like, It was always like pieces of a meal, but like never put together. And so it was like, I would go to other kids' house and like, they would have like gushers and like popcorn and I'd be like, this is so cool. And um, so I was very jealous of that. But now I'm thankful because like, I truly love vegetables more than anything. Like they're my favorite food. Lettuce specifically, which I know is insane. <laughs> lettuce? <laughs> no, lettuce is, lettuce. lettuce is good. It is, but though, like, I will say, insane for it to be your favorite food. That's what, because it is like crunchy water, which I love. I love it. Water with texture? That's cool as hell, Aaron. You know what? Our last episode, <laughs> we talked about watermelon, how I loved it. That's, watermelon is my number one. That's your favorite so food? so here I, here I am being a freaking judgmental bitch, talking about <laughs> watermelon's my favorite, and you love the same thing, just different. Now you like ice? Is it iceberg lettuce? Is that what we're talking about here? No, no, iceberg like can pretty much go to hell. Yeah, I love romaine and red leaf. Those are my those are my Ooh, buddies. Those are, that's delicious. How do you feel about arugula? Okay, it's something that I'm usually not gonna buy myself, but I will have at a restaurant sometimes. But it's never gonna be my first choice. Mm. I've just commitment. gotten into it. I've just gotten into it and in putting it in my eggs, and I love it. Whoa. I know it's so good in eggs. So that's okay. I'll try that. How do you, just how like do you put it in there? Scrambly? Do you saute it first or do you No, I just, you just straight fold up, it in after they're kind of, at, I, a I put it in, I put it in as I'm scrambling. So it's warm, but it's not like wilted down. 
Because it, okay. it's smaller than spinach, and spinach, when you saute it, it goes bye-bye birdie. So I just throw it in when I'm starting to scramble. A little goat That's cheese, cool. and it's a freaking... It's the bomb. I love it. Or feta, you know, whatever you got in your... Or parm. Hey, I, I got them all the cheeses. If you, if you want to come by, I got them all. <laughs> Big <laughs> time cheese, cheese house. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like arugula. I mean, if you commit to it in a salad, I mean, it's a lot of that flavor, you know. So, but I do it can a mix. Be good. I don't do full arugula. I like the a mixing mixing of it for a salad. But you do just straight up arugula, straight up rocket. That's what people in the UK call it. Um, for uh, <laughs> in in eggs, yeah, in eggs. Wow, that's fucking yeah. brazen. Uh, but cool. I'm gonna try it. Uh, yeah, please, Marissa. Will you try it? Yeah, I'll try it. Okay. We'll, yeah. we, we'll have you back. It's not, a, it's not a shit ton. We're talking just a little sprinkle. It adds a flavor you wouldn't expect. No, I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm going to try it. Me too. Okay, um, report back, please. So, yeah, so you are being tempted by the foods that are marketed to kids, but ultimately that's the, that's interesting. The reason I, I uh, we often ask this question, I think, is because it does what your parents are, are doing or consistently doing or forcing you to do sometimes can either can, you know, like have a backlash from you or it can kind of get in your bones and then it ends up, you know, helping, you know, negative or positive, you know, and mm-hmm. it sounds like it kind of like worked positively, you know, having that backbone of vegetables. I think big time. And like, we didn't have like a lot of fried foods and stuff. So like, I, I just know so many people have a hard time not eating fried foods and that is not hard for me. Cause I don't like when I eat fried foods, it like hurts my stomach. I'm like, Oh, yeah, there's no, yeah. and there's no nostalgic connection at all. Like Mm-mm. stuff we don't eat. I like French fries. Understand. Yeah. I like oh, French fries. Yeah, they feel you're different. A, you're not an alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we know for sure. You're not an alien. Um, uh, what was the thing the- you most liked that? Did you have a friend that had like crazy uh, snacks and stuff where it was like a wild, wild west over there where you could get like kudos bars and stuff? Um, uh, definitely like my friend Ashley, like her mom, uh, uh, mostly stayed at home. And so like, they would have just like killer pantry full of stuff. And then like, she would make like three to four course meals every night. You know what I mean? And I was just like, how does like, cause like my mom worked full time. So like she was coming in, heating something up. And then like, I, became a vegetarian like pretty early on. So then they were like, you figure it out for yourself, which I don't think was the best choice, <laughs> but because uh, <laughs> it was just like a lot of cheese and Dr. Pepper, um, <laughs> which you know I wouldn't do to my kids, but they were, you know, allowing me to be me. Um, Fucking Dr. Cheddar over there. <laughs> <laughs> Please call me Dr. Cheddar. <laughs> Not after that. <laughs> Was that like the knives out voice? That's the good. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, Benoit Blanc. Call me Dr. Chet. I can't even do it. You did it right. I did it wrong. Can I tell you guys something? It's tangential, but I watched um, that Glass Onion movie with uh, my mom and my uncle, and they're both in their 70s and 80s. And Every time he would say his name, say Blanc, they would be like, Bond? Is he Bond? <laughs> <laughs> because he was Bond. That's, I, 
They're not so wrong. amazingly funny. Oh my god! <laughs> and they did it like four to five times during the movie, and I was like, "No, it's Blanc!" Like I have to stop and pause. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't believe I was so in love with him when he was James Bond, and this accent voice he put on made him the opposite of attractive to me I've ever it's like the biggest 180 I've ever felt about a celebrity crush <laughs> um but I didn't hey, I, did, I watched it I didn't watch it I watched like the trailer now did you guys like it I liked it I thought there were really fun moments I love how it was deconstructed I liked that a lot I watched the trailer I was like I can't fucking watch this shit <laughs> I like Knives Out. And it then felt I like an I internet like, movie. I was like, this is like for like memes in the internet and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I do think you're right. Like I, it, to me, it felt like a movie that is for uh, overseas. Like it's for everybody. Like yeah. it's very it, broad in a way that everyone can find an access point is how I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, explains why I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I don't know that I loved it, but the clothes were great. The actors were fun to watch. I wished I was there. It was fun, you know? Yeah. Candy. What is up, Bell Babies? It is Aaron coming to you to talk to you about one of our new sponsors, Roan. How many of you out there are like me and you are having a hard time, like, wearing regular clothes again, getting, um, getting out of like pandemic clothes into like going out clothes, going to a party clothes. Like I have just gone to multiple parties in just like my workout clothes because I don't have other clothes for like nighttime. And I have noticed it's not just me. It's a lot of people that are struggling to figure out what do we what do we wear now, you know? Now, this is where Roan comes in. Now, listen, I'm I'm not only wearing men's clothes. I usually wear women's clothes. But when Roan came through as a sponsor, I was like, "Well, send it on over. I'm going to try it. I'm going to let my husband try it, and then I will be able to speak from experience." So, this hassle of changing from like day to night that can go away with Roan, their commuter set. The, they go so easy breezy from day to night, from golfing, like if you're a golfer, but then you could like be on a Zoom call if you need to, or f- straight up go to the office. You're going to look nice. You're going to smell nice too. Because get this, this is what really, this is why I had to try it for myself. Okay. Because my husband does not sweat in a way that is like very frustrating because I sweat nonstop. And so he doesn't even own deodorant. So I was like, okay, one of the things about the Roan collection is that there is an odor-free technology, okay? So they use a thing called Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology And they claim that you will be smelling fresh and clean all day long. Okay. So I was like, I have to know this will work for my husband. I need to know if this would work for me because forget men's or women's clothing. I'm going to be wearing these shirts all the time if this is true. Okay. 
I wore it all day. I trained in it. You know, I had to answer a few questions why I looked like I was in an office, uh, office meeting attire to my Zoom clients, but I wore it all day. And you guys, it was real. And that was truly a miracle to me. Rona is also 100%. Why did I start to have a Southern accent? Rona is 100% machine washable. So you don't even have to worry about the dry cleaner, okay? This is a shirt that will look like you got it dry cleaned, but you didn't have to, which saves time, money, energy, everything. Okay, so it's also very comfortable, breathable, and flexible. So that's one of the things my husband loves about it is that he can he can not worry about what am I... I, I got to change. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear from point A to point B. He just gets to wear the shirt and he looks good for anything he's doing that day. It also has like four way stretch fabric that provides breathability and flexibility. So you can go anywhere and everywhere looking good, feeling good. It also has um wrinkle release technology where the wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. So it also gets you stretching. And then while you're stretching something good for your body, your clothes are getting the wrinkles taken out of them. So that is some cool like black magic stuff. Congrats, Roan. You guys did it. So I hope I hope that you guys try this because it really was a great, a, like a great like upgrade to what men's clothing has been for so long. Okay, here we go. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash dumbbells and use promo code dumbbells to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash dumbbells and use code dumbbells. It is time to find your corner office comfort. Let's get back to the show. So, okay. So you mentioned, so yoga, you said 19, you're, you're kind of, that's where you, you went to your first yoga. That's when you got into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so would you say that was where you started thinking of like, oh, this is some kind of exercise that I would want to put into my regular practice. Totally. And I did, uh, for many years, you know what I mean? I've done yoga on and off for mm -hmm. years. I haven't done it in the last couple of years just because pandemic, like I was going to a studio and then pandemic happened and I haven't reintegrated, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love yoga. It's one of my favorite things. I think I'm a person that loves, I guess, being competitive with my own body. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. not, a, I'm not trying to like hit a volleyball or something that stresses me out, but I like holding poses and bending and you know what I mean? Like that is fun endurance to me. I totally oh, agree. Wow. I, it, it's a strange thing what it does too, because it's stuff that feels impossible and, and then you want to stop and you don't, and then you feel good mm -hmm. when you don't. And you're like, why do I keep coming back for this? <laughs> but I think it's this kind of weird, maybe human thing where we just need to do hard things 
and and then prove to ourselves that we can do them. I think you get some kind of something chemical from that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I, I should think look that's into a good it. Way. <laughs> we should look into the science behind that because we are good at science, Marissa. I don't know if you've heard about <laughs> us in science on the streets, but we have killed some science episodes. A lot of people yeah. think we're scientists. Yeah. yeah. We have to be like, no, no, we just are really good at research and understanding yeah, complex these, things. We just think these lab coats are comfortable. They're not like <laughs> Yeah, and it's been so cold. Yeah. Um, no, but I can't get in to that phase of yoga. I think it's because I am just so bad at it that to feel like I it, like to get better would take too much time I in my head is what I, you know, and I like understand that there are benefits to it, but I've never done it long enough to reap those benefits. Mm-hmm. So with you taking like breaks and stuff, do you feel like when you get back into it, you're like, I'm back baby. Or is it like, like, is it like it was strength training where you're like, Oh, I, I lost some muscle. I got to rebuild. Like, is it like that? I mean, you definitely have setbacks cause like you're not as flexible as you were or as strong as you were. Um, you know, anytime I've come back to it, but, uh, I just, I really like, I, the rhythm of doing it is good for my brain or my body. I don't know what it is, mm. but I, I really enjoy it. And I, I think also just speaking to what you just said, um, I'm a pretty bendy person. So it's, I think it yeah. might be easier for me. So maybe the barrier to entry is a little bit less. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can bend my leg up weird, you know? Yeah, so. that is true. I always forget you're a bendy person, but you are. And I have to say, don't go that low. Sometimes <laughs> I forget because you you really can. It's really uh, it's awesome, but you know. Yeah. Uh, did you guys used to like limbo when you were younger? I mean, I wasn't clamoring for it, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun at parties we used to do. I I thought it was. I I like to do some jokes. Like if there's a if like you know it's everyone's doing it. I'm going. I'm making jokes about how you get under the pole because I I can't like I'm not a. I can't bend like that, you know, but I can make some jokes and I can do some bits. What's a joke you make about a limbo pole? Like, are you making a physical joke or is it like a physical, physical, just kind of, you know, following under somebody, you know, kind of doing like the, like the, um, you're just ducking under it and like, you know, look how fun I am. I, (laughs) it's very visual, Marissa. I can't even, I can't even go to it. Sucking the sexy out of the room. (laughs) I think it's what some people call Exactly, Stanger. <laughs> Going butt first. That's a great one. People love that shit. Um, anyways, lots of different stuff you can do. I mean, that was like limbo. You would do at parties. This is all before the internet really got cooking, you know? And so now it's like. Yeah, because now you can't do that shit at a party. People recording it, putting it online. Well, also just, I think people are just less interested in it. You know, it's just like, you know, I got a Spotify playlist. I got, you know. Listen, I'm going to a tiny town in Texas this weekend. And I'm talking tiny. I Googled, is there a Starbucks in this town? And there is not. Mm. So this is smaller than an airport, tiny town. Why did you Google for Starbucks? Because I was just like truly curious does the place I'm going to be have like 
that kind of staple coffee shop. And because you would want to go to that or just you're just trying to get a, a bearing on how... Act- yeah, I'm okay. trying to get the bearing on how small this town is. And I bring that up to say I was thinking about it because like there's not Wi-Fi at my granny's house. So I was like, are we just going to play games at night? But maybe I pull out a freaking limbo stick. She lives on a farm. There's a bunch of crazy shit I could find. I bet I could find some sort of limbo stick situation. Get all my aunts and uncles, cousins, everybody under this thing. Be a great way to dust off some of that material you have. (laughs) Absolutely. Then I could come back with the real jokes. I could be like, okay, I workshopped some jokes. Here it is. Instead of just trying to remember. But I really was like, are we just going to play board games? I think that's what we're going to do. I don't even think she has cable. I I really think we're going to sit around and play some Battleship. And God only knows what else. That's going to be fun, though. It's good. Those dolls. I bet they have those dolls still. Anyways, this is what we're doing. So, Well, you can go to Japan or the zoo in your mind. You know, (laughs) Nice. Depending on what you get, what you got nice. there. Um, okay, so you're so you're doing like yoga intermittent. Does does anything else enter the equation? Do you try other classes? Do you do experiment with? No, yeah. um, not at all. I think I did yoga pretty solidly for probably like five or six years. You know, yeah, going like two to four times a week, something like that. Um, what kind of yoga was this? Was this like a flow class or, or all different kinds or that was like the first ones that I did were kind of in the flow world, but the one that I was doing probably leading, you know, four years up to pandemic was like hot yoga, um, which I didn't think I would like. And like, I loved, like, I loved, I loved it. You love the Bikram guy, right? After all that. You weren't a fan uh, honestly, of them. Honestly, I love liars and people that manipulate people and offend and hurt them. So, yeah, I'm there for the ethos of Mr. Beakrum. <laughs> and that's the sound clip we'll use for this episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no that the- was a horrible thing because it was this, it's, it's yeah. fucking a amazing and it's this this unfortunately this horrible guy is you know entwined with it but they've separated themselves from him and yeah you know totally the studio that i was doing stuff at they like removed his name from the thing and it's like it's just hot yoga now but it was the same exact you know postures it's it's awesome but that one's one of those you know aaron you talk about a barrier of entry that one you have to commit to and give over to, but it, it does a lot for you. I mean, it's like, I've, I've read stuff actually where they've done some, some research and some studies on, uh, hot yoga specifically and depression, um, to where it's alleviated, um, you know, significant clinical depression symptoms. And it does make sense to me because there's like a level of euphoria that you can feel sometimes after doing that, that is, you know, I would imagine measurable, you know. One thing that, that I experienced while I was doing it, like, uh, slightly different, (laughs) truly very different than what you're saying. But like, (laughs) if, if I had a couple drinks and then did a Bikram class, like you get over your hangover really, it's awful. Like you hate your life for that 90 minutes, but then you feel normal again. Cause I think you're like sweating out all the like stuff. Everything. 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. 90 minutes. I'm shaken right now. 90 minutes. Holy shit. And it's, it's hot in there, dude. And you're like, a lot of times you're like, sometimes you're in the zone, you're on a roll and you're feeling it. But other times you're like, what the fuck am I doing? But you just, mm-hmm. you get How through it. How many towels do you put down? Just one towel, but it is like truly drenched by the end. By the end. Yeah. And then there'll be like some freak like me that is, you know, like flooding the whole class out. We're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this asshole. Well, that's like, I did, I have done two hot, I've done two hot yogas. One was hot, hot, and one was medium hot. And the medium yeah. hot one, I was so sweaty. I had sweat everywhere. I sweat so much. And then I was yeah. slipping and like falling. <laughs> and, and I was like, that was crazy. So I was like, I need more towels. And then the other one I've told on this show a million times, but I was sunburned and didn't know it. And I wore full pants and didn't know I was had sunburned legs. And I was like 15 minutes into the class and they were like, whatever you do, try not to leave the room. Just if you need to take a break, just lay down. And I, so I, I was like, okay. And 15 minutes in, I'm like, I shouldn't be needing to lay down, but I laid down. And then I was like, I'm going to fucking die. I have to leave right now. And I left. I went out and went to the bathroom. I took my pants off and I realized that my legs were just so sunburned. And I was just like a little baked good in in a microwave, just (laughs) about to die. And so I laid on the cold ground in there. And my friend was in the class and she finally came out and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm okay now. Anyways, so I have never had like... Nailed it. <laughs> and it makes me want to try. I hate that I have such a big, I love most exercise, but the yoga one, I just like can't quite get. And you don't have to. I think that's why there's probably so many different types of things to do with our bodies. <laughs> I know. It just seems like there's, it's so good. It's so good for longevity, I feel like. And so that's like, you know, I think I want, I want to love it. There's a lot of different kinds of yoga too. And, you know, keep trying different ones out and circling back. And maybe you want to start with a more gentle practice. And um, they're really, I mean, especially if you have a good instructor, that's, you know, they're, they're pretty good about, you know, not being judgmental and, um, and I think, you know, the mental aspect of it too, to where, you know, they do call it a practice. So it's not ever anything you master or anything. You just kind of, that's why, you know, Marissa's mm. experience in it can get off and then get back on again. And you just start wherever you're at and then just progress from there, you know, and like you, it, I think there is some discipline in, in managing ego with it too, which is kind of part mm-hmm. of the practice where it's like, it's not about Ooh, being good at it, frick. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crap, Stanger, you hit me in my Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, Marissa, let's get back to your ass. Uh, okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through the limbo stick with my ass first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Always the funniest God. joke. Um, <laughs> God damn, that's funny. Um, so what, so you mentioned... Um, uh, vegetarian. So yeah, where did you, are you still vegetarian? How did that look for you? What were the different, um, variations of that or incarnations of that? Um, well, I stopped eating meat around age 10 and then, 
you know, like I said earlier, didn't have much guidance. So then probably around the time I was like 19, 20, I was like, I need to figure this out in a better way. And I think that's also when like meat substitutes started becoming a lot more available, um, which I'm not a huge fan of a lot of them. Some of them are okay, but um, like, I don't need things that are mimicking the other thing. I just want a good tasting thing that has protein. Um, uh, but at so least those we, give you like a touchstone, like somewhere to start. Mm-hmm, and then you can be totally. like, oh, okay, this one, you know, not as nutritious versus this one. Whereas if you're just some 12 year old having to <laughs> figure out your meal, dinner, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, truly, I can't tell you how much string cheese I ate. And my mom would be like, we made teriyaki chicken. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll have cheese. God, I love it. <laughs> So much cheese. Not even a um, fucking, you know, packet of Gushers. I know. I'm, I'm dreaming about Gushers every night. God, Gushers a, were the snack at a rich kid's house or like a, maybe not rich, but a pantry kid house. Like a pantry uh, kid. My mom would be like, no way. I'm, I'm going to get you blue things with like juice inside of them. <laughs> They're like yeah. blue and stuff. You know, it's like, what even were yeah. those? But I wanted them so bad. <laughs> Me too. They're freaking weird, though. If you have them now, God. Ew. Do they still sell them? I don't know. I feel like I've had them within the last five years, I think, because mm. I was like, I'm going to get some of these. So we'll look it up. Um. So so the meat substitutes and then so how does that look for you? What are you? Um. I mean, present day, I'm pretty into the like impossible ones, but uh, just I didn't say like maybe about five years ago, I started eating fish which was like a very stressful, I didn't like having to do that, but I'm thankful to have that as part of my diet. You know, it was hard. I just didn't want to eat animals, but I knew I needed to adjust. Like my body was telling me I needed to do something different. So that is what I did. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, wrestling with the ethics of it all. I mean, I do, I do eat meat, but I would never argue with anybody about the ethics of it because I would lose the argument. I mean, I can't, you know, and so for people that are, you know, facing some nutritional challenges or health challenges that need to reincorporate that and, you know, make some adjustments, it's tough, man. I mean, it's, 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 it's like a struggle, you know, and then especially with how identity can be tied up in that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In my brain, I still consider myself a vegetarian just because I have been most of my life. But like, I have to keep remembering, you know, when you go to like a wedding or something now, I'm like, I can write fish. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I'm so used to writing vegetarian, you know? Yeah. Um, I will. I will make one gripe about vegetarian food. Um, oh, I love it. Uh, almost every vegetarian option, I would say 70% of the time at least bell peppers are included. (laughs) No one has ever said vegetarians love bell peppers. (laughs) I don't know where the world got this idea that vegetarians (laughs) want bell peppers hidden in every element of their vegetarian dish. And it's hidden. Crap. (laughs) They they are hidden. Because like, I'll ask, I'll be like, are there bell peppers? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, yes. And then I I eat it and I'm like, there's bell peppers in this. (laughs) And then they go back to the, the kitchen, like, and the chef is like, Oh yeah, it's in the sauce. And I'm like, that's in the dish. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wild because it's not even, I mean, you can kind of touch on some savory elements with mushroom. You know, you feel like, okay, I get they're trying to kind of, 
you know, approximate a richness that's not coming from an, a fat source um, mm-hmm. or a pure fat source. So mushrooms <laughs> make sense. It is weird that Bell, and I, I agree with you um, in kind of experimenting with, you know, different vegetarian elements. It's always where you're out somewhere doing it. If you're in a vegetarian home, they don't make stuff with a lot of bell peppers. It's like, it's this weird kind of like meaty meat eating chef vegetarian like, appropriation or something. If I don't you know. can't have meat, let's have color. I think that's what it's like, like, cause that's a, a travel hack I use is I order a vegetarian dish and then I add meat because usually the vegetarian dishes have better vegetables. And uh-huh. I would say that, I bet there's a bell pepper in every one of those. <laughs> I I like them, so I don't even notice. But that's why I order the vegetarian dish is because they come with more vegetables and bell peppers are included in that. <laughs> so at least, you know, the minds of the chef, whoever did it. But that is, I love that gripe. And let's start a petition. Yeah, take it to the streets, start looking at what the vegetarian option is. I guarantee there is a bell pepper in there. That's really yep. funny. I mean, you're right. <laughs> God. <laughs> um so what so where would you say you're at now? So you mentioned, you know, you took a hit on yoga with during the pandemic. Do you do any kind of home practice? Home stuff for yoga is tough for me at least. I, you know, I'm like, what I it's so easy to bail, you know, versus mm-hmm. being in the class, but Yeah, I think I really love the ritual of going to Mm -hmm. the space. You know what I mean? I really, really love that. Um, I, at the beginning part of the pandemic, I was doing some kind of, I guess it's called like yin yoga. It's like really soft and like stretch. It's like very like gentle, gentle, gentle. Um, And I tried that for a while, but I didn't, like it doesn't make you feel used up. And I like to feel a little used up by the end. Um, Uh, So I did that for a while, but it wasn't great. And I didn't even try. They offered some online kind of hot yoga classes, but I was like, I, I knew I would be bummed out by them. So I just didn't even try. How do you hot yoga at your house? Like, like put your shower on for (laughs) 45 (laughs) minutes and then go in your bathroom. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I couldn't. I was just like, I knew I was going to be too bummed to do those postures, not in a hot setting. Like I just knew I was sure. going to be yeah. angry about it. But yeah. So. Man. Um, so so you haven't that gone back. I haven't gone back. I think I'm like almost ready to the, you know what I mean? Like, like in, yeah. in, in reintegration mode, I think I might be able to get there soon. Um, but otherwise I've just been working out with Aaron on zoom, which has been excellent. So oh, yeah. Oh yeah. We've just been doing some strength training stuff, but now, how do you like doing the strength training? How's that been for you? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What's, I love it. So give us some, um, give us a rundown of what, a what your favorite workout with Aaron would be. Yeah. Um, There's certain like, exercises oh you like doing. <laughs> um, I mean, I love squats. I'll do squats all the time. They're fun and easy. I think, uh, uh, I'm thinking of all the things I don't like as much. Well, um, that, that's okay too. I mean, maybe the stuff that's good medicine, you know, that you don't like, but is yes. good for you. What totally. are some of those? I, lunges. Lunges are such yeah. a bummer. I really hate lunges. I especially hate You're it when so you have to like. You're so good at them. You're so good at lunges. <laughs> it's like such uh it's so funny to hear you say you hate them because you're so good at them. Great mechanics. Okay, well, you got you. good mechanics. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, I just don't, I, like, basically, I haven't, like, I rolled my ankle when I was 19 at a gothic dance club, and uh, <laughs> it haunts me every day. I call it my gothic ankle. Wait, and, what, you know, how did you, how did you, were you dancing? Yeah, I was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, what kind of dance were you doing? Like, to um, the cure doing, or something? <laughs> to To the cure? It was, yeah, it was very, like, the Smiths, the Cure, you know what I mean? It was very yeah. like that kind of Susie and the Banshees kind of vibe. Um, but I, I think the real problem was I had drank a lot of Dr. Pepper with whiskey before I went in. Oh, and yeah. I think oh, I didn't make some like smart Dr. choices. <laughs> Fine. Dr. Pepper and whiskey. There it is. <laughs> Dr. So Cheddar likes it. a little spice. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled it and like kept dancing on it. And I, oh, I, I wish yeah. I could go back in time and be like, you hurt yourself. Stop. But like, I was like, I'm drunk. So I kept bopping along to those haunting voices. That, I mean, yeah, that, that, you know, what's a trip is you'll hear stuff where like a, a doctor or orthopedic surgeon or somebody will say like, boy, you almost would have been better off breaking this ankle than rolling it mm. because it's like, you know, the, the, it never quite gets right after that, you know, whereas a break can maybe heal and then you're done with it. But yeah, sometimes those rolled ankles is, ends up being like kind of this lifelong thing. Um, but yeah, but you know, yoga, all that stuff is great for it. Like all the stability stuff you do, I'm sure is served you and kept you mobile and all that shit. But I mean, it's it, people underestimate because it's like you hear about a twisted ankle all the time, but it can really fuck you up, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like affected my knee and my hip too. You yeah. know what I mean? Where oh, yeah. it like, there are all these like ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? Like they, uh, I'm imagining your body having <laughs> zigzag pain spots. I think that was the perfect um, sound like for everybody pictured it. Yeah. Pinball. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marissa um, is very good about like, talking to her body while she is doing a move which some might say i'm cuckoo <laughs> <laughs> not me because i'm you know um i'm you're with you fucking but- lost in a costco or you're working out so. <laughs> no but i think like like it helps you stay in your body it helps you stay like okay i know that this part wants to overcompensate because this is weak so i'm gonna talk myself through it i do it when i'm by myself and i need kind of that like outer voice and like you you do it and i think you're able to actually like strengthen what we're trying to strengthen that is not as strong because of injuries. And so I think that we've talked about it so much on the show of like working around injuries, working through injuries. How do you kind of like continue? And you are a person that take, like if something happens to you, you get it checked out. You get, you, you try to dial in, figure out what's going on. Some people just ignore it forever (laughs) until (laughs) it comes crashing down and you you haven't at least as long as I've worked with you and, and you talk to yourself like, Hey, we're doing this. You can do it. We're going to do it now. And then you do it. And other people would be like, um, I'm okay. I let's move on or let's just power through and let me just like fake it. So that this time is not wasted, but kind of, and you like actually like take the time. And I think that that's very important to do when you are dealing with injuries and stuff like, so I just want to say that because your lunges are great and you take your time 
and you make it work. That's thank you. you. That's interesting too, for being um, an only child and being somebody that was artistic that had um, an expansive imagination and then, you know, connecting finally your mind to your body in yoga. And then now applying all those principles to strength training is really cool too, because I think, you know, even people that may have had more physicality younger, lose the mind body connection as they get older. And then they're only getting a, per, a small percentage of the workout. Cause you underestimate how, you know, valuable, you know, syncing up the brain is to, especially with that, how many distractions we have now, that's a, you know, a good thing about yoga too, is it just like forces you to just sit in and feel something. So I think a, a bringing those principles to strength training is cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, get- I very much like it. I usually if it just yeah, the little tip for anybody out there that might be similar to me, like I usually like tap on the part of my body that's supposed to be doing the work and tell it to do the work. Um and then I go into it. So like with like a glute bridge or something, like one of my glutes doesn't like to activate as much, so I'm like, "Hey, you." And I'll hit I'll hit <laughs> it and tell it that it's supposed to be working. Yeah, you're up. Get out work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's cool. That's cueing the muscle. I mean all that stuff is I, I mean it's super. I mean you even hear like old clips of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, just talking about you know pulling my mind into my bicep and you know thinking about how it's supposed to grow and expand and all and like uh you know and people like laugh at that shit but it's like I mean he, the guy did win eight Mr. Olympias like clearly he was yeah. doing something. So yeah. um well that's cool. So, so Marissa so- next up Miss Olympia. <laughs> yeah. Hey <laughs> There you go. Uh, so let's talk about this 500 mile walk. So, okay. Yes. So when, when is it? And, and what do you, what's your checklist going into this? Like, what are you hoping yeah. to accomplish before you arrive? Oh, okay. Well, I just kind of want to go on the experience. So I think everybody can go into it with whatever they want, you mm-hmm. know? Um, cause I think some people do it for religious reasons, you know, to, to make it to this kind of like, uh, uh, you know, old Catholic pilgrimage place. I'm just doing it to be with myself and to think. And, um, I don't know what it's going to be, but like some of my favorite times in life are when you're just being, and you don't have a plan, you know, like where you can really just like take the time to like look at grass or like feel the wind. And so I'm hoping to have those kind of experiences, but I'm trying not to prescribe the reality too much. Like I just, I'm going to let it be whatever it ends up being. Um, to prepare, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, um, which are hard to sift through because some of them are people's like the documentary of their journey. And I'm like, I don't want to see that, (laughs) but they like really trick you where they're like my Camino packing list. And then all of a sudden it's like watching them through their journey. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just want to know what you brought with (laughs) you. (laughs) Tips on shoes and like how often I have to, you know, socks, all this kind of shit. Yeah. Cause there is, there is a practicality to it. You, you want this, whatever the experience is going to be, but you also don't want to destroy your body doing it, you know? Right. I I think um, they recommend that you only carry 10% of your body weight. Um, And so, but even that is a lot, like I'm trying to carry as little as possible. Like, right. Like I have like a Excel sheet with like the ounces of every item that I'm bringing. Um, And right now I'm at around 11 pounds, which I think is pretty good, including the weight of the backpack. Um, 
And I know there's going to be, there's going to be a little bit more in there because I I haven't accounted for, you know, a toothbrush and some toiletries. So, um, unfortunately the paper dolls don't weigh anything. You stay in hostels every night surrounded by other people and I'm going to be playing with paper dolls. Just having them yeah, in, yeah, engage please. in screaming matches with each other. Just fucking huge arguments and stuff. Well, Especially if, if you lights out. If you're nervous, if you're like, if anybody in this hostel is making me feel uncomfortable, I'm pulling these damn dolls out and I'm <laughs> acting the shit out of this. And I will be the craziest person in this place. Game on. Like, that's like, maybe you should bring dolls. I can't imagine. Oh my God. It be, it, just in case someone's freaking you out, then you bring them out and then, yeah. and then you win. You win creepiest person at the hostel. And that's, that's what I want for you. Great. I'll bring them. I mean, oh the only, the problem is, is if somebody else also has them and wants to play, yes. then you might have. No. Yeah. And then you, you can't have to get married. Them. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. So, so as far as what seems like the most important thing, is it, is it footwear? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the two things that are like, I've routinely come across are like the most important things that you'll choose. Number one are your shoes. And number two is your backpack. Cause you want both of those things to fit you well. Um, because undoubtedly you're going to get hurt. What the, the, the undoubtedly one, you're going to get hurt. I think so. You're going to oh get a blister. God. You're going to, you're going to oh, have okay. aches and pains. Okay, like, sure. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> get like you know pushed off a cliff or something it's just like you're you're de- guaranteed to get hurt good god okay yeah, maybe okay you know one of those 11 pounds could be a parachute just in case you know the cliff thing. <laughs> just however much those weigh just just try just get one in. i'll toss everything else out like raincoat i'll just bring parachute a parachute could double as a raincoat so that is important you could do that you could also do that like uh activity out in the you know, like that you, do you guys ever do that where you had a giant parachute <laughs> yeah. and you'd like yeah, run underneath parachute. it? So again, yeah, you know, those were the best days in school before the internet, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> so, so back and now you'll break the shoes in. That's the whole thing. And do you bring multiple shoes or. So what they what, you know what I mean? I've been like on the, a bunch of websites. I joined the Facebook group for right. everybody walking the Camino this year. Um, and so they recommend uh, getting trail runners. So I have hiking boots. Um, but they were saying like, when you have waterproof hiking boots, oftentimes, um, your feet will sweat so much inside that they'll cause blisters. So they were like, you should get breathable trail runners. Um, so I just bought some trail runners and I'm pretty excited about them. Uh, There are shoes that have like, um, I don't know what it's called, but like zero rise. Uh, so like, it's kind of like you're walking on without shoes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, barefoot kind of. Yeah. So I'm I'm psyched they were the ones that fit the best. The other ones had like cool uh kind of like rocking propel you forward kind of vibes. Um but they didn't feel as good. So I'm like I'm going to wear these funny little shoes that have a really wide toe box so like hopefully my toes won't good. you know get hot next to each other cuz my feet are going to expand, you know, like yeah. cuz you walk like 15 miles a day about so Wow. Have yeah. you walked 15 miles yet in a day or are you supposed to not do that till you get there? 
No, I think they say you don't have to train, but if you do train, you'll be you'll bring that with you. You know what I mean? So I think it's positive and I do want to do that. Once I get like I want to walk around with my backpack yeah, and do like, like at least 10 miles. You know what I mean? Just to be like this is what it feels like. But Yeah, that's that's so fun. Um, yeah, I'm psyched about it. I think it's going to be really fun, but I think the biggest things too, are you just want like ultra light everything. So like I got like a towel that's like an ultra light towel that truly is like four inches by two inches when it's all rolled up and, you know, ultra light jacket, like everything weighs ounces, you know, tell him about the water bottle situation. So I, I, um, I have like, I love rolling out. So like I have, you know, a travel trigger point, you know what I mean? A little rolly guy. Um, uh, I've regular guy too, but you know, I have the little guy for travel. She's talking about a, like a, a foam roller trigger points, like a little firmer, you know, but there's like foam roller to, to roll out your fascia. So you have like, you have like a, like a portable one and then you have a home one. And so I'm, I can kind of guess what's happening here, but tell me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Aaron teased it for us. I did did a real tease. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, uh, so basically I was like weighing things out and I was like, okay, uh, like the water bottle I would bring is like eight ounces. The, uh, foam roller is just over a pound. Um, this is a lot. And then I was able to find a water bottle that has a foam roller on the outside of it. Amazing. And it Can just came in the mail today. This? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have to send me a picture of it. It's a this, great idea. I want to see it. It's such a great idea. I love it. Yeah. It, it, so far I would say uh, I like the foam roller I have a little bit better, but it will do just fine. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, yeah. The ridges are a little different on it. So it just kind of rolls slightly different, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. You take a little bit of a hit, you know, but I mean, it's still, you know, in the absence of nothing or it's better than nothing in the absence of nothing. In the absence of nothing. It's a little redundant, (laughs) I guess. That's dark. Um, (laughs) That's exciting. Okay. So. And you're leaving soon, right? You're leaving. I'm leaving in two weeks. So I don't know when this will come out, but yeah, I'm leaving two weeks. This will come out pretty like you're like, it'll come out in. Like one a or week two, and a half. Week and, and a half. So you'll be about to leave. Um, yeah, very cool. What's the weather supposed to be like? Or wh- where are they seasonally for us? Are they the same as us somehow? They're about the same, but it's a little more north. And I know that that in springtime it's rainy. So I have like a rain poncho that Justin bought when we went to the rainforest in Washington state last summer. And then there was no rain. So like, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so. It goes. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he, he like researched it, got a really nice one and then we never got to use it. So I'll be using it now on the trail. So are you going to document this process? Like these other YouTubers, or are you just going to be, you're just going to be mind and body? I'm sure I will take some pictures. I can't imagine talking directly to camera ever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? For like something I did, you know what I mean? I, I don't think it's, I don't think that's the, the energy of me. I appreciate that other people are doing it because I'm gleaning and learning from, from their yeah. experience. Uh, but you're not going to allocate a big uh, portion of your weight budget to uh, <laughs> selfie sticks and camera equipment. So, so, sort of lighting. Yeah. yeah ring light. <laughs> I can't even tell you like, 
so many people do that in their videos. They're like, and these are like all the GoPros I'm bringing. And like, I'm just like, this is too much. But everybody has a different has a different need and a different want. And that's fine. I'll judge those. I'll that. judge those dumb fuckers. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Just fucking that's look at the grass, you for. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to come across, like I'm going to come across like a donkey and I like want to see that donkey. You know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> I want to get to know that donkey. I do. I want to share a meaningful look with that donkey. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Jenny from the so Banshees cool. of Inishirin. Oh I haven't God. seen I, it. I loved that movie. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, he has a, Colin Farrell has a mini donkey in it. He has a donkey. Yeah. Wow. What's her name, Jenny? I think it's, I think it's Jenny. That's what I said. I might be, it's I something think, like yeah. that. It's something. I think it's Jenny. Yeah. Um. So how long is this ultimately going to take? Um. I mean, they say, you know, it depends, right. you know, but they say the one that I'm doing takes most people between 30 and 35 days. Okay. What do you have a goal? Um, I've allotted about 37 days just in case I want to sit somewhere, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or anything. And if I, if I get there on the fast side, there's an extra four day hike that people do to the ocean. Um, that's kind of like, like a coda or like a continuation of the hike. So not everybody does that, but I'm like, if I have time, I'll do it. So and you stay, there's hostels and stuff you stay at along the way. So you kind of plan it out and you're with a group rough, you know, that's roughly doing the same thing. And I think it's really open. Um, so there's infrastructure where, where like, uh, there are different hostels, some of which are like government sponsored, some of which are private. And then there's also hotels. And then there's also kind of like bed and breakfast, like come stay in my house kind of thing. Oh, um, because this pilgrimage route has like existed since 1100 or whatever. Like there is, there are people there that that is their industry. And um, Uh it's really inexpensive too. like, it it ranges from like nine to about 20 euros a night. um, If, if you're a part of this pilgrimage, like you have to get a little pilgrim passport when you start and then you get a stamp at each uh, hostel that you stay at. What? And that's like a Turkey with a hat with a buckle or something. (laughs) um yeah it is it is and and then you uh uh give everyone smallpox (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then tell everyone you did it yeah you didn't do it (laughs) yeah you didn't do the smallpox you did conquer everything this is a nice holiday it's not horrible colonialism Um, (laughs) yeah you get to see your family anyway uh shit so this is cool yeah so that kind of like handles your food and stuff because there's like you said there's this is a thing that has been forever so people you know so there's that where you get to eat along the way and yeah Wow, totally, and it's not like a through hike. You don't need to bring your own food. Like w- every couple hours, you'll be hitting a town. You yeah, know what I mean? So like right. you can have a coffee or go to the grocery store or whatever. And I'm sure some towns will be without Starbucks, but others <laughs> will probably be a little bigger. They'll have better things than Starbucks. Don't you yes. worry. This is really interesting <laughs> because it's this this interesting um, to use that word a few more times. Uh, com- <laughs> Ooh, getting uh <laughs> Running out of pages on the old thesaurus there, Stanger. Thesaurus is what I meant to say. Um, but I, I was thinking like, it's this kind of personal meditative, um, uh, you know, isolation by choice, but also um, you're right up against culture too. 
Um, so you're getting like, you're getting like this great cultural experience as well, which is kind of like, I don't know where else you do something like that. That's really cool. You know, cause you can, you're going to learn about Spain and, 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 and all at the same time where you're doing this, you know, kind of physical challenge as well. It's, there's a lot of things going on there. That's really, it's really cool. I was going to say interesting again, but I opted for cool. <laughs> <laughs> just well, to dazzle and, the vocab freaks out there. And I just want to know if I want to see. So at any point, Marissa, on your journey, I want you to screenshot at the end of a day, how many steps you took, because okay. it's going to be your, do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Not to brag, you know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm bragging. <laughs> how many I'm gigs like, of memory? <laughs> Go ahead, show so off. So many. It's a short it's so life. Many. Show off. So many, like 240? <laughs> What's up? 360? Who knows? Um, I just want to know how many days, like if a, if you go 15 miles in a day, if your phone doesn't go like, hi, this is a new, you've done a new, you've set a new trend. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm like, and then your phone, like two weeks after is going to be like, are you still there? Because <laughs> you know, the, these Apple things be throwing shade after you don't hit 15 miles a day. They're like, eh, you used to be stronger. I don't know. What's up? So you got to let me know. Cause that would be, I'll try to hit it one day too. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I, well, and we'd kind of talked about this privately, but like, I'm curious if my body composition will change at all. You know what I mean? Like I, I doubt much can happen, but I bet my calves are going to be bigger. Like that's that's what I imagine is gonna happen. I would, yeah, I'm gonna think be you fucking ripped. Put like the kind of functional muscle that you would need to pull that off on will happen. Um, but you probably you'll probably lose some other muscle too. You know, just because you yeah, some arm muscle. Yeah, because my you gotta, arm will get scrawny. You gotta no, walk no. with your hands at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I keep them away from me. If anyone's acting weird, I walk on all fours and then I play with my dolls. <laughs> Ask me if I can't suck the sexy out of a room. I can do it. It's like a fucking conjuring movie or something. Um, <laughs> but cute. Um, I mean, all that will come back, you know, but I, I would imagine that there's going to be that level of altering in your body composition because it's going to be impossible to eat enough calories, you know? I mean, even yeah. with, but cause you're just, you're just going to be moving so much to be so active. But it's good. I think it's good to do something like that for a month and completely change it up. You know, aside yeah. from whatever it's going to do for you mentally, which I'm sure will be amazing. Mm -hmm. Physically, it's good too to kind of just completely shake things up. It's like a total reset. Yeah. 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 I'm Ooh. curious. Yeah. I know it'll be interesting. You well, could do I told Marissa we need to have her back after. So oh my we can god! Hear. Yeah, I'm I'm dying to hear about this. You got to come yeah. back. You got to, and we'll also, you know, people are really excited to hear about the arugula egg combination, and so we'll all, <laughs> we can all weigh in on that too. <laughs> in what four months, we'll all find yeah. out <laughs> the exciting conclusion to this saga. <laughs> god! Oh my god! Arugula, get into it. I am. Well, I'm going to try it. Uh, well, God, thank you so much for sharing all this with us, Marissa. It was awesome to have you. Uh, what do you, is there anything you want to plug right now? Um, Socials somewhere people can check out your short. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, if you you can go to my Instagram, which is just Marissa Strickland, or my website, which is also Marissa Strickland. Um, you'd be able to see stuff I've made there. Love it. For us, you can um, send us your questions, um, your vid- your GoPro videos. We're fine. We'll, we'll look at them. We we like them. <laughs> uh, you could send it to us. We will. You could yeah, send it. We, to, we we actually will at askthedumbbells at gmail Also, questions, long form questions, short form questions, anything you want to know. Um, and then look forward to having Mar- Marissa back, where she'll tell us all about this. Um, and then socials, Aaron at the dumbbells everywhere you get social media. All the all the good okay? ones. We got all. Yeah, the all the, good ones. we got all the good ones. Wait, what are they? Instagram's a good one. Instagram's a good one. Twitter's I, a great one right now. Yeah, uh, get back on Twitter, everybody. <laughs> we had never had Twitter before, but recently we got on board with we Twitter got in. in a huge way. We love it. We're huge over there on Twitter these days. Uh, Facebook, you know, still hanging on by a thread. We got it. Great stuff happening um, at both those companies. Um, so, uh, so proud. On behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan and our wonderful guest today, Marissa Strickland, we are the Dumbbells, and we'd like to remind everybody out there listening to Train Dirty... Eat clean. And live in between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.